When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. A very warm blighty welcome to Blighty Day Fiance. We have a very special co-host this week. It is none other than our fabulous, wonderful, heaven-sent producer, Cousin Dan. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. I'm certainly more well than I was last week. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm not sure if uh, lovely listeners can remember. I was in, came in for a special one-off pod last season um, when I was working as an immigration caseworker, and I'm no longer an immigration caseworker. So, um, yeah, things have moved on. Um, the stress has been lifted. Um, I can now be as politically incorrect as I want to be um, about the <laughs> the the um, cast members, and um, we're going to have a great time. So we are, and you know what? The one comment that I got on that episode repeatedly was, "We want more, more of Dan." So you're getting more of them. Here they are. Um, and hopefully they will be joining us on future episodes, particularly weighing in on immigration stuff. Now, for all you Robbleheads out there, the Robin fans, don't worry. He hasn't quit the show. He also hasn't quit our marriage, miraculously. He has a deadline at work that he's up against, and so uh, our dear cousin filled in. Um, big shoes to fill for sure, but, uh, he will be back later this week, hopefully. Um, today we're talking about 90 Day Fiance UK season two, episode nine already. 
What did you think of this episode? It's, I find it really difficult to get enthusiastic about this. This one feels <laughs> like, like the tonally, it felt like a bridging episode. I think that what we're ultimately looking forward to is seeing more of Shane, who had uh, Shane and Mert, who had a, a fantastic episode right. last week. They are the heart of the show. Mm. And and I would go as far as to say the heart of the season. They're brilliant. She's brilliant. And um, I think it's also wonderful seeing um, somebody who is gender non-conforming um, being shown in a positive light. I think a lot of the time within media and um, the way that sort of like reality TV portrays people who are trans or even more difficult for a lot of people to get their head around people who are non-binary shane is super measured they are in a strong relationship they are a strong person who won't take shit um and i think that the they're doing wonders for queer and gender non-conforming community as somebody who is non-binary and this is kind of like I suppose my first outwardly public announcement that that is the case. Um, and you may not think of it to look at me because I present really masculine. I grow a beard. You know, I've got everything that a man would have. Um, it's just I don't confirm as either being a man or a woman. I just am neither. Um, and I think it's a lot for people to get their heads around. And when Shane said, I don't really do pronouns and I don't, really um i don't really care what you call me i'm kind of of that mentality well i think i can speak on everyone at mr and mrs snark limited's behalf uh when i say it's it's an honor and a privilege that you've chosen this as your first public um foray into NB-ness. Um, I mean, coming out. I don't know what. Tell me what to call it. <laughs> Just call me cousin Dan, and that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. No, I've. Uh, I and I'm sorry if that was the wrong thing to say. I hope the sentiment at least came across. No, no, no. Absolutely, uh, it's kind in of the that, right way. It's that I want. I, I suppose, in a way, it's almost like a performative exercise of I want to be as confusing as fuck to the normies. Well, I think you need to show up in this world as your true self, and um, not that I'm comparing uh, being autistic to being non-binary, but what I'm learning over time and what you've helped me learn and what all of you listeners as well have helped me learn is that by being my authentic self and by being true to who I am, that's actually making a greater impact than me trying to adjust my tone or my attitude or my point of view to one that's more palatable to everyone's sensibilities 
Yeah, um, and I think I think that's just to pull it back into the the show. I think that's what the beautiful thing about Shane is is that they are unapologetically them and in a way that's the beautiful thing about the UK is that whilst there are kind of issues going on that's certainly not as um culturally taboo to let be who you want to be within the UK that isn't to say that it's not full of its problems but it's a lot more progressive than say for example Turkey is and we saw that sure. in the earlier episodes as well yeah I just I really appreciate and I I know that this is going to uh, mark me out as being very uncool but I have <laughs> are you a sex in the city fan um uh cousin Jordan does watch it and I will look over the phone disapprovingly and be mildly entertained but yes yeah we're sure so does cousin Jordan watch um and just like that or AGLT yes yeah so you'll have been aware and everyone whether you've seen the show or not will be aware about the the controversy surrounding the non-binary character on that show and how um yeah and how and Che is quite polarizing um but one of the things that was raised in uh this second season I don't think I'm spoiling anything by saying this but something that's raised is that most portrayals of non-binary people on television uh be it fictional or factual is that it's a miserable existence uh, marked by addiction, pain, um, and ever-present suffering. And ironically, AGLT is no exception to that, but they also make reference to it. Um, so it's nice to see that although, of course, part of their story is Shane coming out, um, as I guess, uh, not assigned female at birth to Mert's family, even though that's part of their story, it's not the entire crux of their story. And it's not what you think of when you think of their relationship. It's not the immediate thing that comes to mind. And I appreciate that so much, um, because it it's just nice to see i mean it we have had and we still do have trans cast members um and we still seem to be stuck on the pain of being trans and the taboo of uh of your gender identity not matching uh, your, forgive me for being crude, but the the bait and tackle as as a listener. Uh, I re I refer to it as the equipment of my oppressor. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate, <laughs> and I love that. 
Um, anyway, yeah. So we've we've spent a lot of time talking about people who aren't here, but what wonderful people they are. I celebrate them. I celebrate their love. We we all do, and I I'm hoping that with time, um, trans cast members can get there too, and disabled cast members can get there too. Um, anywho, let's dig in. Shall we start with, shall we start with Rebecca and Christian? Yes. Just down, who live literally just down the road from me. So. Have you seen them? In sunny Chesterfield. No. Um, there is a plan in place that we may go to the local Turkish restaurant and see if Rebecca's working that night. And slip slip her a ten, and then oh, put the the, bli- the blighty day Gmail address on, <laughs> and and see if we can get an interview. Um, yeah, I mean that's. I don't really. I generally don't like to call ninety day DOAs all that often, but I feel like this is sort of like your archetypical ninety day DOA. There are massive rifts. Rebecca is lovely. I think that she needs to kind of remove herself from this cycle of getting married. Because I also forget how like ludicrously young half this cast are this time. We're not dealing with sort of like the older generations this year. You've got Tion who's 21. I think Rebecca's 27. It's like why why are you all in such a hurry to get married like go around the world make some bad life choices and then maybe settle down it just it's yeah it it's a bit mad this year how young that cast is they are young having said that i was i was engaged at 21 to a different guy than the one that I was married to at 26. So I do, I do understand wanting to get that part of your life sorted out and, and weirdly, and I guess it depends on where your friends are in their lives and um, maybe even where you live uh, your religion, all sorts of things feed into that. Yeah, but I don't understand the her. Now that she's been married and divorced already, I have no idea why she would want to. I mean, apart from the obvious, <laughs> that there's the incentive of you can't be together unless you are married. Um, mm. I just don't. I don't get it with him. He embodies every male stereotype that i am repulsed by it's just the fucking miserable like slouchy demeanor it's the mardy face i kind of understood what my therapist said when kind of like you exhibit your inner child on the exterior because that's basically what he does half the time you know it's i really struggle with 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 him um i think that he is a chauvinist um 
mm-hmm. and I'm giving that the full weight that it is. I think that if he could get away with it, he would say, you stay at home and I go to work whilst, well, work and gym. Um, I just really, I think that even, I, I don't even necessarily think it's the dancing that's the issue. I think that if she worked in a job at a restaurant and he she got caught being flirty with one of the customers in order to maximize her tip revenue, he would have a problem with that as well. I think that he is stuck on the idea of his wife to be leaving the house to go and do something that doesn't include it. Yeah. And and there being zero reciprocity with that. Like he has absolutely no accountability to her for the conversations that he's having or the plans that he's making, but she needs to ask his permission for everything. Yeah, it's when he goes double standard my balls. And it's like, well, that's that is how it works, you know, and we've we've seen that trailed over and over and over again every time my fillings do a little jump because it's just like I think you need maybe one of those in your life, like in your relationship roster, just so that you understand um so that you can come out of it and know never to go near it ever again. But it seems like she's already had that. And it seems like she wants two snake bites and not one. Yeah. Um, I mean, like (laughs) we all know somebody that's got the politics of a 58-year-old fascist cab driver doesn't necessarily mean you need to share a cab (laughs) with them. Also, this guy cannot fuck. So, I know that's a controversial stance, but I, I can promise you, this guy is not here for your pleasure. I so this is something that needs to that me and cousin Jordan have talked about extensively. Is that we haven't <laughs> seen anybody in the ninety day multiverse that we think can fuck like no, like nobody's coming. You're never watching it thinking. You know what? I think that Kelly's a really, really unselfish lover. Or like, you know, it'd be really nice to just be held by Bilal after he's fucking like rammed you into the mattress. <laughs> no, like nobody's ever saying that. Or nobody's ever saying, I wonder if Big Egg's got a cousin. It doesn't, it, it's not happening. No. Like, you know, I'm trying to think and the the only person that I can think of potentially would be Alexi of Lauren and Alexi, but that might be because I'm very attracted to Israeli men and he's he's half Russian, half Israeli, which does even more things for me. Um so I'm probably not the best person to to weigh in on that impartially. But yeah, I mean, I can't think, no, I can't think of any man who would be a generous lover on any of the franchises. Listeners, let us know. It, if you think any cast member, present or previous, you know who I think would surprise you, though? And I'm not just saying this um because he was very nice to us last year. I, and 
I'll get hate for this. I think Richard would surprise you. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, <sighs> sometimes in watching this series, in, the, in in watching this season, I have watched it thinking, "Come back, Richard. All's forgiven," because it would be right while being politically very incorrect. It was also entertaining, I suppose, is the best way to put it. And I know that that's a controversial opinion. Um, but sometimes, like, edgelords are funny. Then that's that's the long and short of it. He's been I think, posting I think some what, zesty stuff recently, but yeah. The problem that we have is that normally when you have a cast member like Richard, the fun is in watching them be humbled and watching them be uh, kind of shown up. I, I mean, my I've said this many times before. My the, the reason I love this franchise is because I think it's a stealth, or should, should, um, when it's done right, should be a stealth takedown of uh, both Western exceptionalism and the patriarchy as a whole. And so when it's done right, I would really love for Richard to come back and end up with someone who makes him do the dishes and clean the house and, uh, you know, kind of brings him down to heel, so to speak in a way that would be satisfying for the viewers. And I think because, because we only got to see this one side of him. And again, I'm, I'm partially biased because I've, I've gotten to know him a bit more on a human level and not on a TV personality level. Um, and I, he's quite funny. Um, but yeah, I I know that that's not a popular opinion and and everyone's, but I I think we would have all gotten some satisfaction out of seeing him end up with someone, someone like Mercy, for example, who just doesn't take anyone's shit. You know, um, I don't know if that's the type that he would go for. But I, well, having said that, I mean Kathleen was no shrinking violet. But yeah, Rebecca, dump him, dump him now. I, I appreciate that sometimes we need to learn things the hard way. You've already learned it the hard way. Um, if you feel that you need to learn it again, maybe somebody closer to home. I don't mean that in a xenophobic way. I just mean someone that doesn't legally have to sleep uh, in your bed in order for you to learn that lesson. And I, like I said, I've, I've got no time for this guy. I don't think he's interesting. I think he is a chauvinist pig and he eats like he was raised in a barn. Oh my God. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting that. It looked as though that dinner was his own personal Vietnam, just the way that he was kind of like, just, like that Sunday lunch was just, <laughs> uh, and also the thing is that, that Sunday lunch looked so bad. It looked awful. 
the that meat was like... anemic. It was just terrible. That looked like the food from Calvin and Hobbes. Yes. You know, where it's just like a blob of yellow, uh, a sort of cube, a brown cube, and a blob of green. And Calvin always thought his mom's cooking was shit, so that says all you need to know. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, right. Uh, Tion and, or Tion, is it Tion or Tion? Tion. Tion. And David or David mm. or David, whatever you like. By the way, you used an expression um, that maybe not everybody knows earlier. So can you tell our uh, uninitiated listeners what a Mardi bum is? Um, a Mardi bum is basically a <laughs> sullen grouchy typical no sorry i wasn't i was gonna say typically male but definitely male <laughs> um surly individual um the arctic monkeys wrote a song about it um go and look it up um i mean what's yeah so that's that's the definition of mardi bum but yeah tion and david are I don't want to go two for two here. It's I think this is firmly a blighty day DOA. I think that Tion went and did the all inclusive and thought that that was what the Dom rep was like all the way through. It's yeah, I can't see this ending well at all. Again, <sighs> she's twenty one. Like I. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't know if I can blame her because she is so damn young. That's um, the thing. I, I, I'm so, and, and Robin is the same. I mean, we're, we're so reluctant to pile on with her because she's a baby. She, and not only that, she's so sheltered and obviously has so little self-awareness and and i don't mean that in a condescending or pedantic way i mean i can i i think we all know that she's not presented to us as uh you know the hero of the story uh or or the shiro even but the other thing that came across and i don't know if if you got this feeling or if this is just something that that I'm hyper clued into because uh, because of my history with film and and television and everything, but when she uh, when the camera she doesn't know how to be on camera, which is not to say that the camera doesn't love her. She's beautiful. She photographs beautifully. But when she's in the car, for example, she's talking like this, like she's hyper aware. Um, the people on the Patreon will be able to see the video. Um, but I'm sort she's sort of looking out the corner of her eye and like willing herself not to look at the camera and to talk to David the whole time. Like she's just she's so hyper aware of the camera. 
and is so over the top in her reactions to things, it ta- it really takes me out of it. And do so it's you, hard for me to invest in it. Do you think that that's also, and I, this isn't me kind of like psychoanalyzing, but do you think there's also a little bit of vanity in that as well, in so much as she's fixated on the camera because it's all it's on her or do you think that is that she's just not media trained and she's and she's not used to the camera i think that she no i haven't looked on her social media so i don't know but i think that she i mean that generation have their phones on them all the time they know all their angles um and i'm not saying this with disdain i'm saying it with admiration because i went to fucking film school and i don't know my good angles you know i ought to i can figure it out for other people i can't do it for myself but so you would think that she would naturally kind of be always aware of uh how she looks and what she's doing but it's almost like the opposite is true here she's so conscious of the fact that there's a camera crew there um but i'll put it to you this way it seems like there is a lot going on behind the eyes and that doesn't mm-hmm. that's not something that i can say of of louise or jose for example who are both very comfortable um, you don't feel like you're intruding when Louise and Jose are on screen because they are they both have a degree of savvy when it comes to you know the movements that are being made around them. They're and both I think even the edits. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. So regarding David and Tion, cousin um what do you think is going to be a more divisive issue in their relationship is it going to be tian's standards when it comes to because she she set out a very specific uh protocol if you like for how she thinks a house should be run, how she thinks um, what she sees her role as, what she sees her partner's role as, uh, the quality of life that she expects, or not quality of life, I should say the standard of living that she expects. What's going to be a, a, a bigger shock? The sort of, the the clash the expectations versus reality in terms of that or the or the difference in their core values and how they rate those values does that make sense yeah i mean i think i think that it's i think that the sort of like the core values and and the culture pretty much melds into one because Mm. I mean, if you go to like that flat for a local in DR, is probably a very, very nice flat. And what right. David chose was 
the bougie flat rather than the area, probably because it was outside of his, his rental. But I think that it's down to their ethos. If you look at sort of, if it might just be the way that they're showing it, but he likes to kind of like wander around the beach drinking a beer when he's got got the day off he's not really bothered about the big brands he's a good looking guy he probably needs to go at the gym very little because he's just got like you know the abs he was assigned abs at birth um (laughs) he's you know like he's he's just one in that sort of like genetic privilege of being able to kind of like not do a great deal to work out and still look phenomenal and yeah pull in the benefits that come with that mm-hmm. so for him living a good and healthy like living living an exciting and active life doesn't necessarily mean having to wear the dolce and gabbana and going out to nice restaurants he just wants to go down to the beach chill right meet new and interesting people and sleep with them whereas tion wants the you know she wants the the condo and the credit cards and the Cadillac, you know, like the three C's or whatever you call it. Um, and she wants to be I've able never to... heard that before. I, I just made it up just now. Um, oh, I like it. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's, so it's more just the, I think that she wants the sweet life, but she wants the champagne lifestyle on a lemonade salary because mm. I'm assuming the DR doesn't pay a teacher's salary like they would in the UK, which is also laughably small, but probably right. some some degrees higher in quality than in the DR. I think it's also one of the things that she has said about herself that stuck with me is she she talked about having ambition and I think ambition is a word that is used against women as an ambition is is a pejorative if you if if you use it when you're talking about a woman and and I I normally take umbrage with that um but she talks about how, you know, she's motivated, she has ambition, she makes a good she makes a good salary and she's motivated to create the to be the best and blah 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 blah. I don't know if anyone else's experience is similar to mine, but my attitude is you you either have that drive or you don't, right? I was born with it. Or it was drummed into me. I just, I just have it. Um, I'm somebody who always has to work. I need to be working or I get depressed. If I'm not working or Same. creating something, I go into a very dark place and I, and it's very hard for me to get out of it. Um, but when it comes to defining achievement, I kind of want to say to her, you know what? that's really fucking easy from where you're sitting, but you have no one depending on you. You have no rent to pay. Uh, you live with your mom and there are no, like you're not, you don't have to be a parent to have somebody depending on you, right? Like 
I don't I don't I know whether whether salespeople are the same all the world over, but as soon as I saw Tian on screen, I just kind of went, she works in sales. And yeah, of course she does. And it's probably a mobile phone shop. I don't know why. I'm just kind of getting this sort of like clairvoyance. It's they they are all of a particular character type. Um, See, I think she sells package holidays. She would be brilliant on The Apprentice. She is on the wrong show. Oh, there isn't a throat that she wouldn't step on to get up the next ladder of her career. I would. She's got that ruthless type A psychopath sales mentality. Yeah. I would love to watch her on The Apprentice or, or any competition show. That's what... That's what it is. I don't like her for this show. This isn't the right fit for her. She needs to be competing against other people uh, for a prize. Um, what did you, how do you read David in terms of, of emotional maturity? Because I felt like this could just be me and I might be jaded after so many years of, of watching these shows. Uh, plus my own, um, sad history but did you think the tears were sincere and that that feeling of like oh this is the woman i want to spend the rest of my life with because because it creeped me out they were not they were not sinead tears they were not real tears they like this the thing is like it was I don't know, maybe it might have been the first day of filming, which is obviously going to be a daunting experience, might have had about three hours sleep worrying about it, and he could just turn them on a little bit. But David's, I think David, at the heart of it, is a nice guy. He's a maths teacher, so he's obviously intelligent. I think that he's possibly ended up sleeping with one of the tourists and it kind of spiraling out of control as we can as we have seen before yeah i don't i don't have high hopes for them and it and again it sort of it feels a bit it feels like a story that we've already seen that they're not going to bring anything special to like i've i think we've seen variations on this theme like like i've seen the um i've seen the matthew born uh ballet of this at sadler's wells and and it was good that is a niche arts joke um Matthew Bourne is there's a, there's, a, there's a couple of there's a couple of highbrow listeners in their, I know in their flat in Cheltenham just kind of I know it's the just, it's just, the just golf patting, clap. patting yep. at the, the, the phonogram Bluetooth speaker <laughs> someone someone yeah there was a titter uh no Ma- Matthew Bourne because jokes are always funnier if you explain them um Matthew Bourne is a very talented choreographer who I love um but his his source material is predictable which isn't necessarily his fault because just like with 
God, I could talk about this for hours, but it just just like with the West End straight plays, we need to get off of Ibsen and Chekhov and Tennessee Williams. We we just need to step into this century. Please give me one play um, and have it not be... I guess they did a uh, Orlando Bloom did that Tracy Let's Play a while. Anyway, we're 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 getting very niche here. Just um, just just whilst we have a natural break, Tion's a letting agent, which now makes perfect fucking and sense. And circle gets the <laughs> yeah, square. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Okay, that makes Thank total you, sense. Thanks, cousin Jordan. <laughs> Michelle says thank you. when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue nile.com you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Indeed. So shall we head on over to the West Country, to Gloucester... Where the wee babber is getting bigger and bigger in her belly. Um, so I think we need to explain, possibly, if it's if it's of interest to anyone. Um, at grocery stores here in England, I don't know about elsewhere in the UK, but in England, in my little bubble where I live you can buy little disposable barbecues that you just light and you can put on a table. And that is what her son was using. I've never seen one of those in America. I imagine they exist, but I had never seen one until I came here. So that's what that is. It still takes them forever to get hot. So I don't think, I don't think that those burgers were fully cooked to you i think they did the trick that i've done before when i've used those because they're they're also legitimately terrible and they massive fire hazard you basically cook everything in the oven so it reaches a, a nice core temperature and then you just mark it off in on the disposable barbecue but I would also be incredibly surprised if any other country tolerates them because they are terrible. Cousin Jordan's from Australia, and I think that she thinks that they're just ridiculous. 
um because obviously that's the country of you know kind of like famed barbecue probably better than the south yeah um so yeah jose and louise are i I feel like they could have done with a card to represent the fact that this is probably four or five months down the line because louise went from in one episode from having zero bump to now being sort of like second trimester levels pregnant um so we haven't really kind of like got to grips with what the passage of time is all we know is that jose (laughs) is still um his english is is not where it possibly needs to be um can you speak to that directly because i've i've uh i've piped in the information that you've given us but What's the next step from here after the after the the sort of comprehension of a five year old English so, test? So, if we go from sort of like A one, which is like a super rudimentary of English, and it will be single word answers, it will be yes, no. It will then part an element of it is literally pointing at things on a screen and you have to say blue red cat the number 13 house you then progress up the ranking so that'll be within jose sorry can i interject one question do they fuck with you like do they write the word green but the ink is in blue this is not a psychometric test okay (laughs) Just, this is this isn't Dr. Kawashima's brain training. <laughs> Shout out to 2010 Nintendo DS owners. But no, it isn't designed to trip you up. When you okay. get to A2, you're then looking at slightly more fluency in the sentences, but some sort of a lack of fluency is still permitted, but they're starting to kind of get there. When it comes to you're indefinitely to remain. Again, if you're coming under the family roots, which is what Jose will be coming under, there's never an expectation you to learn how to read and write English. It's just speaking and listening. When you get to indefinitely to remain, it's level B1. Now, level B1, it gets a lot more difficult. It will be a case of you have to um, do four subjects learn learn four subjects that you'll be questioned on you can pick one mm-hmm. and then another subject will be picked by the examiner on the day and that's out of a possible four so you pick one and then they'll pick oh. another the reason for that is that they don't want the applicant to learn from rote so i don't go in there and go right. my name's dan i have a cousin called michelle she is married to Robin. <laughs> they record their podcast in a shed. What they then do is question you a little bit more. And it'd be like, so tell me about Michelle. Is she blonde? Is she brunette? And it starts to elaborate more. So you actually have to have a fundamental understanding of the language by that point, which is where a lot of applicants really struggle. Because if you're, say, for example, south eight from sort of like a south asian country like india or pakistan and say for example you're it's predominantly it affects women from that society because they can basically move into a neighborhood 
They can go to mm -hmm. a shop where their applicable language is spoken. They then go home and converse with family members and other members of their community without ever having to really speak to anybody whose English uh, only speaks English. So right. th my citation source for this was that I used to work do some sideline work in an office in Manchester where Trinity did the examinations. Right. So, so what topic do you think would be Jose's choice? And Chicken. what topic do you think? <laughs> Is that one of the available topics? No. <laughs> no. Um, what no. are the available topics? That I don't know. I think it would probably be family life. It would be things tied to work, film, culture, that kind of thing. I can look at right. it, but yeah. Um, man, this segment was a feast for the senses. We had, uh, we had Jose being given a bath. Um, which again underscored the part of their Dummy relationship mommy. dynamic that I yes that I find the most disturbing um we don't kink shame as long as it's with consent I, no you know what that's true that's that's fair enough um i i can't get a foothold on this because there is a part of me that believes that this entire thing that they're both in on the joke that two people this ridiculous can't possibly have come together without having planned it ahead of time. I mean, how you meet people is kind of within, it, it takes all sorts, you know, I, I've met, I've had sort of like, you know, kind of like relationships with people I've met on Instagram and all that kind of thing. I just find it really strange that Jose's got 2 million Instagram followers. I always find that like, so he's obviously very, very popular with an audience in Colombia and probably Latin America. Um, why he would then want to come to the UK, I don't really know because I don't think necessarily his shtick translates to a, a British audience. I think we find it a curiosity more than anything. Right. But, do, but does that have its own, but do they together have some kind of appeal? I mean, I, I think about, I, I don't know how many seasons of, of 90 day original recipe you've watched or the assorted because you're relatively new to, to this i came right? so i came into the 90 day industrial complex kind of when <laughs> um when um uk started so that was my that was my initial interest in it aside from sort of the walking meme that is big ed i didn't really have a great deal of exposure to it apart from big ed and then sort of sure. 90 day uk 
Sure. Um, so there's a couple that there are very few couples that I think uh, are worthy of a spinoff. Number one and two, if they get a spinoff, um, can maintain a certain level of interest. Happily Ever After is my least favorite, uh, or I'll just say I don't like Happily Ever After. It it's the it's the movement in the opera, you know, in the cycle, if you like, of the of the ninety day. Uh, performance that I value the least because by that by the time a couple gets onto that show they've already they're already kind of spent you know and you already feel like you're getting diminishing returns because you know what the primary conflict is and it's often not very fun to watch that come up again and again and again and again and again C.F. Angela and Michael, uh, C.F. Uh, Libby and Andre. For me, for me, that's it's one woman's mm-hmm. opinion. I I don't enjoy that. I feel like I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface of Louise and Jose. I would suspect that they will be back for a second season. Because he's gone now, um, so we obviously we don't know what's going to happen. We've, I suppose, in a way, what we've seen is sort of a before the ninety. Like what what ninety day UKs managed to do is kind of like do sort of like an amalgamation of ninety day the other way of the before three. the ninety yeah. and mm-hmm. OG um, ninety. So it's it's interesting that that they're wide open to come back um going back to sort of like the events of that episode <laughs> just when so I, I i keep saying this to to cousin jordan all the time right um jose has this energy where the first thing he does when he gets into the hotel room is that he runs over to the complimentary biscuits and eats them so nobody else can get to them. He has that kind of <laughs> childlike energy about him that's, you know, I, okay, so me put, right, maybe it's my vanity, but I wouldn't be sat there whilst the cameras are on me just sort of like hammering my way through Pringles. And looking completely indifferent, I'd be trying to do my best to look <sighs> engaged in the conversation, even though I probably didn't understand what anybody was saying. To, like, and that might trip me up. I might be there, kind of like nodding in in approval at something that was absolutely shocking and completely disagreeable. But I'd be trying to do a decent job of it. He doesn't do that. He just disengages, and that might be down to the passage of time that's happened since we first saw him to now, which is some months. Maybe he's just kind of overwhelmed by the fact that he can't really understand what's going on in front of him, so he is completely internalizing. Is he internalized? I mean, sometimes I feel like they sort of treat him like Alf. Um, 
I know not everyone will catch. <laughs> I'm fully aware of what century we're in, and also it, that are you that referring Alpha's... to the are you referring to the feline consuming strange thing with a giant uh, nose? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, TV alien, where like people will. Ev everyone acts like he's been there forever and he's just something that you can talk around. Um, and I keep wanting to scream in these scenes. There, he's a person. Ho Jose's a, 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 a person with feelings and, and thoughts and he's there and you're talking about him like he's not, like he's not gonna... It's the one thing that I always or, or... find incredibly objectionable is when a group of people are talking about somebody when they're not even there. But that's the thing. Sometimes I think that mentally he isn't there. I think he's just vacant. Um, and I know that's that's Do bad. Think... But... but is he is he doing an Andy Kaufman type thing? Like, is this a performance? Is he actually... The only reason I raised that is because I have looked at his social media and either he has an editor who isn't Louise because no offense, Louise, but um, grammar is not your strong suit. Uh, he has quite well-written captions in English on his social media that tell compelling stories and are written like he has a professional copywriter. So, if he's not writing them and a professional copywriter is writing them, who's his manager? And is there somebody behind the curtain that we're not even seeing? And is that person like, do you know what I mean? I feel like this world is so much bigger than what we're looking at. And I mean, they, they had this whole, like they had a Facebook post where she's going to, I was very confused about this whole thing. She was getting an ultrasound, I think, but like, Pam, oh, was it, it was the a 4D sponsored one. Yes, yeah, yeah, but it was a sponsored post. But this is this is the world of influencers. Um, you can, you know, they're either either they can make a representation to the place that they're going to, or they will have a management company if you're of a certain size, and they'll say for exposure we want this service and we'll post about it afterwards and say nice things about you it's... yes no i understand i used mm. to work in pr i understand how it works okay. what Sorry i don't understand is but, what is yeah. the no no it's fine. <laughs> it's fine the uh what i don't understand is what are who's grinding the organ who is who is the sophisticated person managing his career if it isn't him and if it's him how is this not a character that he's playing and how is she not an extension of the jose universe are you, do you know what i mean like for all that jose is an industry plant i think i am i think wow. i think we are all collectively on a Colombian sitcom called like 
Jose Todo. It's it's or the, something. It's the sun elsewhere theory. Have you are you familiar with this? I am. Yes. Yeah, Th- so... There's an element of that. Uh, but I, 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 as in, I wonder if there, if there's another show being produced where he is the star, and this like chicken woman is flapping about making a making a fool of herself you know and she's got the sort of son husband keeping an eye on things and i i don't mean that in a sexual way i mean that in a he's he's more like a father son than a son husband i should say Mm. but he's playing that paternal role um, he's a parentified child, which is, you know, too sad to contemplate. But yeah, I, 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 I cannot the shake the feeling the that the... he's so good. Yes, correct. I, I just can't shake the feeling that the joke is on us and not on them. I, I feel that so strongly. And I, I mean, can't, Jose could be a backdoor pilot for 90 Day Columbia. I'm sure there is one. There has to be, right? I mean, if this is a... So I know Married at First Sight, I want to say was a Danish show originally. I think that 90 Day Fiance is a Matt Sharp joint. I think the IP is is American. But I imagine that there's one in Colombia. Um if for no other reason than they've got a substantial crew ready and waiting there. We've, we've, we've seen a lot of Colombia. Um, anything else on them? Um, I suppose it's, it's a case of time. Time will tell um, with those two. I, I didn't get a chance to do this for the last two, for the previous two guests that preceded you but to close us out um i'm going to uh run through the pivots questionnaire which was made popular by the television show inside the actor's studio uh hosted by the late james lipton great james lipton yes what is your favorite word Fuck. What is your least favorite word? Serendipity. <laughs> Fair enough. Because it's the um, meaning is bullshit and there's too many syllables. And it's offensive to write. Uh, now this is interesting. I don't remember. Ah, okay. So he, so James Lipton changed question number three uh, to make it more um, TV friendly. It's not on the original questionnaire. Uh, what turns you on, creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Um, communication. Consent. Uh, what is 
What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> as we yeah, have I, 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 I debated. Um, what sound or noise do you love? Um, the sound of um, my little, our little papillon Tilly snoring in a crate. What sound or noise do you hate? Loud chewing. <laughs> what profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Um, a sex worker. Interesting. Um, what profession would you not like to do? Cop. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You did all right there, babe. Aww. I, this makes me emotional every single time. Thank you. Thank you so much to Cousin Dan for pulling a double shift this week as co-host and producer. We are very grateful to you. To all the Robbleheads out there missing Robin, he will be back soon. He's thinking of you um, and missing your kind words and uh, loving adulation. Uh, follow us on the Instagram and the Twitter at Blighty Day. Blighty is spelled B-L-I-G-H-T-Y. Join our Facebook group, Blighty Day Bays, B-A-E-S. And finally, patreon.com slash Blighty Day. You will find all sorts of benefits there. Uh, we're really just getting started, um, but it's going to be fantastic. We have got... Uh, ad-free episodes. Uh, this video is going to be put up at some point. It, it may not be at the same time that the audio goes up, but you know, at some point you'll get to see uh, our beautiful faces. Uh, once Plathville starts, we're going to uh, be recapping Sister Wives and Plathville in one on uh, the Fundy bus. We just put up a recap of Real Housewives of New York. You never know what's going to happen. There are multiple tiers. You can choose one just based on how you're feeling that month. There's, uh, you know, do it. Do what feels right for you. Um, just know that that all the shekels you put forth are going straight into the pockets of Cousin Dan here and our wonderful social media director, Peggy Ann. And having got all the housekeeping out the way, we will see you soon. See you soon. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 